ready. Okay. Hello, welcome I back already, to Night I Swims. I, I, I pointed at you okay, when no, to I do it. I, 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 sorry. Jesus Hello, welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am your host, Douglas Green, and here's your other host, Jackson H. Raleigh. Oh, Jackson R. Houston. Uh, Jackson, how you doing? Hello, I'm Jackson R. Houston. <laughs> idiot. Um, Jackson R. Houston, idiot? No, I'm calling you an idiot. Oh. Uh, I'm also considered um, to be the better host, uh, according, I don't, I don't. according to my mom. Oh. And my mom also wants to... She called me a couple of days ago to literally only tell me this. She thinks that the Obama conspiracy was the weirdest one. Mm-hmm. Or she, she either thought it was the weirdest one or the most realistic one. I can't remember exactly... I, I mean, I mean, it, like I said, it's been proven that when you're sworn into office, you get to choose between three powers. Mm-hmm. And Obama chose the storm right. manip- manipulation. So I mean, it's pretty realistic to me. I guess so. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Douglas, yeah. Douglas, Douglas, Douglas. Yes, yes. What? Is the best fast food French fry? French fry, French fry. Hmm. I will accept. I mean, two answers. Two answers. I'm gonna go off my most consistent pick for French fry. Not by what tastes the best. Because if it's consistent, that means it tastes pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I always enjoy the trifecta of McDonald's, Wendy's, and Whataburger fries. Interesting. Yeah. But I think I would have to go with McDonald's fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a solid answer. The other... But imagine McDonald's fries and Whataburger spicy ketchup. Mm. Yeah. Or Wendy's barbecue sauce. Or that. I learned that they had some... Great barbecue sauce recently. Their ranch kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. You can never get ranch right. Yeah. Their lemonade's also good, too. Uh, I would have to say on the subject of fries, um, McDonald's yeah. or personally well, Chick-fil-A. That Yeah, I mean, the waffle fry. But, I mean, if I was going for a different type of fry, I'd go with Checkers. Checkers I've has pretty darn good. Checkers. They have good fries. Arby's has good fries, too. Mm. Yeah, good curly fries. I see it. Um, so what? Bojangles has good fries. I've never had Bojangles fries. They're kind of like Popeye's fries. Breakfast. I like Popeye's fries. Yeah, those are good. Those are very good, good fries. I'm <laughs> getting hungry. Let's talk about something else. Oh, so are we about to talk about the same thing? What are you going to talk about? The Facebook petition to storm. Oh Area yeah, 51. I have seen that. It's uh, <laughs> it's up to um half, like half a million. Should we yeah. sign it? Well, let me see. Uh. Uh, by Friday evening, so this this article that I just found came out yesterday. So by Friday evening, more than five hundred and forty thousand people from around the world Shoot. had signed up to attend the joke Facebook event called Storm Area Fifty One. They can't stop all of us <laughs> to see them aliens. But it's obviously it's obviously a joke. Although I feel like some, some people, people are going to do it. Some people are going to actually try it, and then they're going to end up getting like arrested or something or shot. And then of course you know um. 
Air Force spokeswoman Laura McAndrews said Area 51 is just a training range for the U.S. Air Force. Nice and try. we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train American Armed Forces. <laughs> it's not a training thing. No. That's what they want you to think. But you know what it really is. See, and then you have the facility has long been a source of public intrigue, yet for decades, Americans are told Area 51 didn't exist at all. That notion was officially debunked in 2013 when the CIA confirmed its existence through documents obtained in a public records request by George Washington University. Well, you know what Area 51 really is. Uh, it's a giant Cinnabon <laughs> where they test new Cinnabon ideas. Mm hmm. Yeah. New yeah. conspiracy theory? I think yes. <laughs> All right. Maybe not. No. And then it goes into more about like what Air 51 is about, as well as the $22 million uh, government program um, from Skinwalker Ranch that we talked about. Uh, AA Tip, I think is what it was called. Remember by Robert Bigelow? And that's where, like... Robert Gigolo. Yeah, Robert Gigolo. I think it's called AA-TIP. Let me... AA-TIP. Nah, I'll look into that later. Alcoholics Anonymous tip. Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, what's, what's been up with you? Before we get into this topic, what's um, been new? So, we have a... We're currently beneath a hurricane right now. Roughly. We're like, we're in the armpit of the hurricane, I would say. Well, some would say that's like one of the worst spots. I mean, like, yeah. we're getting, we're getting the backlash of one of the spots. I meant like, what's been going on with you? No, I know. What's getting, been, getting what's been on with you in the get, past week that. since I so, saw you? I got up this morning mm-hmm. and it was storming really bad. It was storming a little and bit. I woke up at five o'clock too. Yeah, there's a wind howling and all yeah. that. Like, I'm pretty sure we had like 40 to 50 mile per hour winds this morning. That's... But, um, yeah, so I got up to use the bathroom. Is it still raining? It's sprinkling a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got up to use the bathroom, like I do. And this is about 7 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. And uh, so I walk out, and I'm, like, really disoriented. And I'm, I've got really long hair, so my hair's just in my face. I can't really see. So I hear something bang on the roof, and it, it startles me. So I'm pretty sure that, a, like, a giant tree branch fell on our house last like. When I got up to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's what that's what's been going on with me. <laughs> um, wow! But yeah, no, I I, uh, I held a chicken yesterday. Um, that was cool. Uh-huh. I saw some pygmy goats, and they're the cutest things that I have ever seen in my mm-hmm. entire life. And they sound like this, yeah. Like that. I don't like that. And then I mean, it's better coming from a goat. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, so pygmy goats are like little baby goats that stay small okay, forever. I, well, I don't, like, you, no, we're done. We're done with <laughs> they that. S- they stay we're small. done with that. We're, they you're, you've had your moment. I'll it's post some the pictures topic. of pygmy goats on our Instagram. It's on to the topic. You're going to forget to do that. I won't. Yeah, you will. It's on to the topic. Bet. I'll do it right now. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> gonna, Nobody's going to know the context. Gonna, of okay, so I have a, a very interesting idea to do today. Yeah. But, Are um. Are you playing a game? Yeah, kind of. So uh, I want you to pick a number between one and fifty. Um. Okay. Can it be? Uh, does that have to be a whole number? Mm, yes. Okay. Uh, are you on like a top fifty list of? Mm-hmm. S- okay. Thirty-two. No, yeah. no, no. Thirty-nine. 
It's my old football number. <laughs> 39? Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. So pick a different number. What? <laughs> pick a different number. <laughs> you are on a top 50 no, list. No, nah, Just pick a different number. Uh, 21. Okay. Go. <coughs> Damn it. Okay. Pick a different number. What? <coughs> 26. What? <laughs> Pick a different number. 45. Uh, 10, 20, 30, 41, 2, 3, 4, 5. What are you doing? Pick a different number. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, seven. It's a lucky number. Hopefully it'll work. Oh, I, I forgot to say something. Are you... Hold on. Let me just make sure that... All right, can I say something? Real quick? <coughs> yeah. So, whenever... Uh, I'm going to have a sip of your water. Waterfall it. <laughs> you just hit your tooth. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm okay. So... I was leaving last night to come to your house to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, we had a movie night. Yeah, and uh, we made me, way me, too much popcorn. It's me and Jackson, and uh, um, my uncle and my cousin was where they were coming over to my house to watch something with my dad. And so as I'm leaving, I see them, and so I stop and talk to them. And then my uncle asked me, he's like, "Hey, you gotta, can you teach me how to?" run a podcast <laughs> and I was like yeah and I was like well what's it gonna be called and he's like uh, oh what did he say he said uh, wake up America and I was like no you gotta you gotta fix something else and he goes okay here's one what the hell were you thinking <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny so yeah just look be on the lookout for what the hell were you thinking podcast uh, should be coming out soon uh, yeah my uncle Buck will be running that and that should be a pretty Pretty good podcast. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, so did number seven work? No. What is again. what is this? Just do it again. Another number? Mm -hmm. Eight. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Should I look? No. Okay, pick a different number. Twelve. Uh, 10, 11, 12. Pick a different one. Fifteen. <laughs> what? What is this? 13, 14, 15. Yes! Okay. Pick a number one through four. One. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> okay. So, what I did today was... <laughs> What I what I've done today is I've um, I've used this website called WeirdUS.com, really, and it has a bunch of. <laughs> We're re-recording this bit, so just hang with us. <laughs> uh, I've picked. Um, it's on this website. I really, hope this, <laughs> I really hope this has nothing to do with minerals or geos. It's not. It's a different one. <laughs> it's a different one. And so this one. 
This this website is it. It has a bunch of like crazy stories, uh, and you can categor you can have them categorized by like different types of like stories or by state. So what I did was was I pulled them up by state. I had Douglas pick a number to pick that state, and then through the stories that are on that state, pick a number through then. Uh, he picked Iowa, and he picked the Velisca Axe Murder House. Air high five. And uh, that was not an air high five. Yeah, but I had no idea so many of these would be blank, and um. Uh, yeah, this is the first time we're doing what, what, this. What's in Alabama? Uh, we can do Alabama next. We can close with Alabama. But I wanted to do a random one, and I think the Velisca Axe Murder House. That sounds pretty spooky. Mm, yeah, it's not that long, but I think it's interesting. It's a nice little warm-up. Because, you know, after the Black Dahlia and how extensive we got in that one, I, I don't think we should be getting super extensive in the next one. For uh, We should be getting a super extensive murder for a while. Because that one... What if I do one next week? I thought you were going to do the hollow earth theory as a follow-up. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I think you should. Maybe I will. Maybe, maybe you I should won't. put the mic closer. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. That's, a, uh, that's fine. Okay, so the small Iowa town of Velisca... So now it's raining. Yeah, this no, is it's, a, it's been raining. This is a perfect Xbox day. Yeah, I know. We're going to do that after this. <laughs> <clears throat> the grind. Yeah. So the small ta- Iowa town of Villisca is a quiet place with only 1,300 residents. So it's, it's, so it's small wonder that it's still buzzing with tales of a gruesome incident that happened nearly a century ago. A whole family and two visiting children were murdered in one night, and the murders remain unsolved after all this time. And of course, the house where it happened is a buzz with reports of ghosts. Ghostly activity. Oh my god. On June tenth, nineteen twelve, Josiah B. Moore, five members of his family and two Josiah. children. What? I was talking. I know, it's a cool name. Josiah. Josiah Jose- are you sure it's not Josiah? Josiah B. Moore, five members of his family and two children staying as guests, lay down to bed. They never saw the light of day again. Sometime between midnight and that five in the morning. Sometime between mid <laughs> between midnight and five in the morning, an intruder entered the house, closed the curtains, and bludgeoned all eight in the head with an axe. Men, women, Ooh. and children. The killer was indiscriminate. At some point he prepared a plate of food for himself, but it remained uneaten. And curiously, he removed a few slabs of bacon from the home's freezer and placed them on the floor. What? In a small town like Villisca in 1912, this was a life-changing event. Residents bought new locks and new guns. They spread wild rumors about a shirtless man canoeing around in a local river. As a result, hobos were arrested across all of Iowa and throughout neighboring states. A business competitor of Mr. Moore's and a local priest were under suspicion, but never charged. A private detective agency investigated a man named William Mansfield so zealously that he sued and won more than $2,000, and the crimes remain unsolved. Hmm. Uh, at this point, the likelihood of the Velisca axe murder ever being identified ranged from extraordinary, from extraordinarily slim to none. But the memories of what happened here will never go away, and the spirits of those who were so brutally wronged, it seems, will never rest. In the years since the murders, dozens of people have reported having terrifying experiences there. The house is now a historic site, and tours 
and overnight stays are offered, so these haunting reports will most likely continue well into the next century. So it's a haunted attraction. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so then uh, the it has a oh it has two people who talked about uh, their experiences there. So the first one is called a stay at the Axe Murder House. <laughs> I thought the Axe Murder House was Lizzie Borden because Lizzie Borden took yeah. an axe, gave her father forty wax, and when well, she I mean, thought that be... she was done, she gave her mother forty one. That's the only part I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that any house that has had a Axe murder in it. It's called the Axe Murder House. What'd you say? What was that? I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. that why'd you play that no they made a movie about lizzie borden oh wait no it's like a oh it's like a weird haunting who that's chloe savigny isn't it who is that gary Busey's in that movie what he plays andrew borden dude the booster (laughs) buse it up oh the guy from psych is in it too that makes me upset so much better than that. They got a 2.5 on IMDb. Which guy? I kind of sw- that looks just like Chloe Sevigny. I don't know who that is. Maybe it isn't. Let me check. Chloe Sevigny. That looks nothing like her. I don't know who it is. Oh well. So uh, this one is called a stay at the Axe Murder House. Oh, stage eight of the Tour de France is underway. Yes. So a few years ago, my girlfriend and I were watching some TV show about haunted places. A certain episode was dedicated to a little town in Iowa called Villisca. Uh, this past summer, we were roaming online and saw that the same house was also available for overnight stays. A few weeks later, there we were. There we were there. That's not how there you write we a story. Uh, during the night, we heard a few noises and bumps. One of us felt a little tug, and there was cold spots and hot spots throughout the house. At one point, something unseen pushed a ball across the room. We watched it spin in a complete circle and roll back. Even stranger was when we were packing up to leave the next morning. At about the time the family's bodies were found, the front door was held shut with an old solid iron. And suddenly, it was as if someone had kicked the door open and it came and in came a big gust of wind. It was quite an experience. I most definitely will do it again. Manda. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And so the next one is called, What Do You Expect in the Axe Murder House? Um, an axe murder. Well, if you look in the windows, you can see some of the people who were murdered. Ooh. Right after it happened, my boyfriend's grandparents moved into the house and were visited nightly by the spirits. They moved out right after this started happening. Kylie. So that was very brief, but totally random. Uh, huh. Story about the Velisca axe murder. I liked it. So now, um, the, I have no idea how long we've been recording. I guess today will be a little bit of a short episode. Pick a number between one and uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. One and ten. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. We're doing Alabama, but he's going to pick a random one based on numbers. Nine. Nine. Is there one that seems familiar? 
Uh, this is called the the Ave Maria Grotto. It looks cool. Like that's a picture of it. Another and then there's grotto. another picture of it. But like, it's in um, it's in Coleman, Alabama. Uh, okay, pick a different one. Um, two. Dollhouse Little Nadine. Oh gosh, <laughs> not a dollhouse. Little Nadine's Playhouse. Little Nadine. Okay, so let's read this one real quick. The birthday party didn't have the customary air of celebration. Although cake and ice cream were served, the guests may have felt uncomfortable running and playing. The guest of honor had died four months earlier, and guests were celebrating atop her grave. Little Nadine Earls died of diphtheria a week before Christmas, 1933. She was only four years old. Her father had begun building her a playhouse as a children's gift when she fell ill in November. As Christmas approached, Nadine grew weaker. To raise her spirits, her parents gave her early Christmas gifts, a life-size doll and a china tea set. But little Nadine wanted her playhouse. When her father promised to continue work when she got well, the child said, Me want it now. After her death, Nadine's father completed the brick playhouse and installed it atop her grave in Oakwood Cemetery in Lynette, Alabama. Complete with, a, with awnings on its windows, a chimney, and a small front porch, the house was the site of Little Nadine's post-mortem birthday party in 1934. Inside, a photo of that celebration sits on the mantle, alongside the doll and china tea set her parents gave her that long-ago December. Her marker is inscribed with the words, Our darling little girl, sweetest in the world, Little Nadine Earls, me want it now. And the Earls continued to fill the house with toys and gifts, sometimes placed beneath a decorated Christmas tree until their deaths. They are buried on the same site as their daughter. And there's the... Whoa. It's really creepy looking. That is creepy. So yeah, that's uh, in Lynette, Alabama. And then, um, to finish it up, we're going to do the knocking at Tutwiler. Which, I don't know what this is. I think we'll end it with Knocking this one. at the Tutwiler Hotel. By Alan Brown. Thank you, Alan. My figures are callousing. <laughs> Good. Sorry, yeah, sorry. You gonna start? <laughs> I wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. So, in the years just prior to World War I, Birmingham, Alabama was the largest city in the South. Woo! It grew rapidly, due in large part to the discovery of nearby coal and iron ore deposits in the late 19th century. The Iron City. Every day, over 100 passenger trains arrived and departed from Birmingham's terminal train station, which was located on 25th Street and 5th Avenue North. Ironically, even though Birmingham has been deemed the magic city, none of the dozens dozen or so hotels that sprung up around the train station were grand in, a, in any sense of the word. Uh, became an issue when representatives from U.S. Steel did not have a decent place to stay while visiting Birmingham. As soon as a lot of, as soon as a lot on the corner of Fifth Avenue North and Twentieth Street became available, local businessmen invested in the construction of a luxury hotel, christened the Tutwiler Hotel after the hotel's major stockholder, Major E. M. Tutwiler. The hotel first opened its doors on June 14, 1914. Uh, the hotel's lease was sold to the Dinkler Hotel Company of Atlanta in 1923, and it was known thereafter as the Dinkler Tutwiler. Yeah. Uh, for 59 years, the Tutwiler was at the center of social, business, and political activity in Birmingham. 
Throughout most of its history, it was the place to see and to be seen in the South. Hundreds of celebrities and politicians visited the 450-room Grand Hotel. Wow. Attracted by its private baths, its 1,000-seat ballroom, and its many luxury meeting rooms. It was where Charles Lindbergh... That doesn't look spelled right. Meh had a press conference in 1927 and where movie star Tallulah Bankhead's post-wedding party was held. Tallulah. Bankhead. Bankhead. By the 1960s, Birmingham was experiencing retail and residential flight to the suburbs, and the Tutwiler Hotel had fallen on hard times. Despite repeated attempts by civic leaders to save the bankrupt hotel, the Tutwiler was forced to close its doors for the last time on October 1st, on April 1st, I don't know where I got October from, 1972. After sitting vacant for a year, the Tutwiler Hotel became the second building in U.S. history to be destroyed through implosion. Eleven years later, the Tutwiler Hotel was resurrected, in a manner of speaking. In 1984, a banking firm began to convert the Ridgely Apartments into a new version of the Tutwiler Hotel. At the time, the eight-story building, which was also built and financed by Major Tutwiler in 1914, was still owned by the Tutwiler family and was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. When the new incarnation of the Tutwiler Hotel opened for business in 1986, the Red Brick Building at 608 21st Street North had been totally refurbished. With just 150 rooms, it is part of a trend in American hotel development towards smaller luxury hotels. Although the original Tutwiler Hotel is no longer with us, some people believe that the spirit of Major Tutwiler still is. According to stories told by staff... Uh, and guests, visitors to the new Tutwiler Hotel occasionally receive more than the usual amenities. The bell captain, who has been employed at the Tutwiler since August of 2004, claims that in the past two years, at least seven people have had encounters with an entity that he calls a knocker. I've had Mm. guests tell me that they have heard someone knocking on the doors late at night on the sixth floor. He comes by and knocks on the door, and as soon as they open the door, there's no one in the hallway. In November of 2004, a female guest in room 604 asked him to come up with her ro- come up to her room immediately. It was very strange, he said. I could tell that something really scared her. After the lady calmed down, she told him that she had heard someone knocking very rapidly on her door. When she opened it up, no one was standing there. As goosebumps began rising on her arm, she ha- hastily retreated back into her room and slammed the door shut. Although the bell captain has only heard the ghost stories for the past two years, he suspects that the hotel has been haunted for much longer. I've had some guests who have been staying at the hotel for the past 10 or 15 years tell me about the ghost knocking on their door or someone they stayed with, he said. Uh, one of his informants told him that, he, that she suspects that the ghost is a male, probably because he usually wakes up women in the middle of the night. Uh... The bartender at the Tutwiler Hotel not only agrees that the hotel's ghost is a male, but he thinks but he thinks he knows the name of the ghost as well. Late one night in nineteen ninety five, the bartender began turning out the lights and the stoves just as he had been doing for many years before. <coughs> After he clocked out, he took one final look at the restaurant and was shocked to discover that all the lights and appliances had been turned back on. He repeated the process four times before finally giving up and going home. The next morning, the bartender told the general manager that someone or something had prevented him from turning off the lights, but he received a scolding, but he received a scolding anyway. Uh, for five nights, the bartender was unable to turn the lights in the restaurant and received a verbal reprimand as a result. On the morning of the sixth day, the general manager called the bartender and said, Come to the restaurant quick. I've got something to show you. 
Expecting to be chewed out once more as he followed the general manager in the restaurant, the bartender was shocked to find that someone or something had cooked a full course meal, drawn the curtains, and removed an old bottle of wine from the cabinet. The two men conducted a full investigation, but after failing to come up with a logical explanation, the bartender concluded that the ghost of Major Tutwiler had set the tables. After this incident, the bartender never closed up the restaurant without saying, Good night, Major Tutwiler. Please leave the lights and stoves off and don't make a mess. The bartender's nightly entreaties seem to have appeased Major Tutwiler because for the past decade, no nocturnal disturbances have been reported in the restaurant. So all you need is good manners. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> that was interesting. If, not done. If the okay. ghost is indeed the spirit of Major E.M. Tutwiler, the question arises, why does he haunt the former... Why does he haunt the former Ridgely Apartments, but did not haunt the original Tutwiler Hotel? What are you laughing at? <laughs> that yawn. Yeah. The answer might lie in the fact that at one time, Major Tutwiler actually lived in the building that housed the Ridgely Apartments. Quite possibly, his spirit simply wants people to acknowledge his presence in the place he used to call home. After all, everyone craves a little attention now and then, even, apparently, ghosts. Oh, yeah. And that is weirdusa.com. For today. For today? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll go back to it when I have different stories. I, I use that for, um, I want to say the Phoenix Lights. I use that for some of the Southwest series. Uh, and then a couple. Yeah, Southwest series, definitely I use that. But, yeah, it's a it's a cool website. I recommend going on there and reading about stories yourself. Because in California, there's a, a lot of stories. So it just varies by state. Well, thank you for joining me, Douglas. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, we've been doing this podcast now for over almost two years, actually. God, really? A year and a half. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. It's almost our two-year anniversary, and no one listens to us. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, we, well, we've been doing this for uh, 40. This is our 42nd total episode. More, actually. No, it isn't. It's our 42nd total episode. Well, if you count every episode we've ever made. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about... I'm talking about on this. Yeah. Yeah. 42. About mystery... Well, technically, it's number 39, but yeah, the three bonus episodes, it's 42. Okay, I know what I'm doing when I write these down. Don't correct me. No one corrects me. Uh, Shout out to Mia, if you're listening. Shout out to uh, my uncle... Uncle Buck. Shout out to podcast. my mom, who surprisingly listens. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, we found that out last week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't... Y'all made a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> well, it's funny that... Yeah, it's just funny. We're not talking about <laughs> Well, um, if you live in Mobile, be safe during the weather. If you don't yeah. live in Mobile, Hurricane Barry is unleashing storm surge, storm surge, storm surge, flooding across eastern Louisiana as it makes landfall. So if you're in, if you listen to us in Louisiana, be safe. If if you're not in Mobile, visit, find us, say say hi to us. Did you just? No. You really just farted? I didn't do that. It's weird. Might be the ghost. Yeah. Yeah, if you know if you live in uh Mississippi, 
come over to Mobile, find us, and we'll put on if you, it, we'll put you on the podcast. If anyone's listening and they find us in public and say, "I listen to you," we will put you on the podcast instantly. Yeah. Because we have to walk around with our mics and your laptop. <laughs> I have a backpack. <laughs> well. Where can they find us on Instagram? Um. Yeah. Just uh, go to your iPhone, turn it on, type in your passcode, I'm scroll over to it. the page. Yeah, unlock your iPhone. Scroll over to the page that has Instagram on it. The Instagram app. Uh, click your Instagram app. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to the search page. Well, make sure they're logged in. Make sure you're logged in. I mean, most people are. Well, sometimes, you know, Instagram's been having some issues recently. That's true. That's true. But yeah, make sure that uh, make sure you're logged in. Mm-hmm. Scroll over to that search page. Type in nightswims.podcast. That's N-I-G-H-T-S-W-I-M-S dot podcast w i m yeah that's right yeah okay you got it that's right um yeah turn on those post notifications to be notified whenever we post a a new episode and we've we've been posting uh every saturday for a good bit so we're 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 on top of that right now next week doug is going to come out with a sequel to uh let's get weird which is it's not going to be called that it's it's going to be a focused topic on the hollow earth theory there's a youtube video i found that i can send to you uh yeah <laughs> all right well thank you for listening i've been jackson i've been douglas and i've been jackson yeah and we will talk to you later i've been jackson and i've been ja- doug and i douglas i have been jackson <laughs>